Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Pat Sherlock, and welcome to the podcast. Today's deeper dive is such an important topic. It's how to have long-term success in mortgage origination. And I have the perfect expert, top producer Todd Gosling. Todd is vice president at Compass Mortgage, and he is a top producer for over 20 years, and I'm thrilled that he is willing to share his thoughts. Hi, Todd. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm excited to have you, but I have to ask the first question. How did you get into mortgage banking? I know you were a golf professional, so I want to hear more about that. (laughs) Well, you know, I played a little bit in college and then went on to do some things in the world of golf, which were great for my age and truly enjoyed it. I met my spouse, Vicky, at a golf course. And for that sake, uh, the golf career was over and I got right and real and got into the world of finance and investments and basically cycled into mortgages uh, in probably 1999 or so. So it's been a quite a ride, but it's been a fun ride, that's for sure. And so talk about, you have been a top producer for many years and last year and the year before you did almost 200 million. So you have obviously been highly successful. So why don't you talk about how long did it take you to become really the top producer and what were the types of things that you instituted that were important for you? Well, oh my gosh, that is such a big question. So I would first say to anyone that being a top producer is in the mind of the beholder, right? Is I, is I, saying conversations to my own team and and other people who are looking to grow a business is is that failure is a big important part of that because you really understand where areas are that you can grow. And I believe personal growth and the growth of a business is critically important to being a top producer. Now, again, a top producer could mean that someone's doing $20 million a year and they're a top producer. They could say they're doing $700 million a year and they're a top producer. I think the greatest thing of what we get to do is we get to be whatever we want to be. No one gets to choose what we do. And so I always say to people, especially new getting the business, is you get to be whatever you want because you are actually running your own business at this point, right? And when you start talking about numbers of $200 million, you really look back at what surrounds you and the community surrounds you. How many other businesses are doing that much in business, right? It's really a gift, truly a gift to be able to do it. And I don't focus on the numbers. I, I don't. I am a, a goal guy, obviously. I think you have to be to be a producer. But I think what's really, really, really important to understand is, is that to be whatever you want to be in the industry, it's focused on habits. And I think that is what is the number one thing that I've learned over the course of all my years is to find success is success is made through the habits that you do daily. Well, talk about, Todd, when you formed a team, I know you were telling me a story where you were interviewing other top producers and then came to this realization that doing it yourself was one strategy, but certainly having a team was another strategy. Well, and I think that I think that is something that everybody has to really think through themselves. I get to ask the question all the time, and I've had the privilege to sit with some of the, the, the biggest real estate agents in the country and just have conversations And I think the greatest thing is, I think, making a decision to whether or not you want to utilize leverage in your business. You know, and I and I keep saying business over and over again, because anybody can say, hey, I'm a lender, I'm a real estate agent, I'm whatever. But as a business owner, you have to look at things completely differently. Right. And I think if you choose, if that's your choice to leverage your business, to be able to continue growing it, to do other things 
such as supporting agents, as we'll probably talk about, or supporting local business-to-business, small businesses within your community. I'm a very big into community. I'm very big is our company into community. And I think community is an important part of any business's success. And I think that it takes uh, leverage to be able to do that. And so the leverage for me is just giving me the ability to find my gift and my gift of being out talking to people on a day-to-day basis. As I say, 20% of your activities lead to 80% of your revenue. And most people do it the opposite, where they do 80% of their activities and make less revenue because of it. And I think what leverage allows you to do in growing a team is that if you choose to go down that route, is that everybody in your team can be very gifted at two, one, two, or three things. And if they get to stay in those one or two or three things, they find a great deal of joy being on the team and getting to do what they love to do as well. So talk about this component of, so how long were you in the industry when you decided to go the team route? So I was in the, I was in the industry for a very long time and I, I read a book called The Million Dollar Real Estate Agent done by Gary Keller and mm-hmm. the MRA book and decided that through learning in that book, it was very important to utilize the number one person hiring on the team is Catherine Robin, my director of operations and partner, is she started as an assistant and became an integral part of the team. And what I learned was, is the first hire, especially hiring an assistant, is supposed to be so talented that you can't do without her or him. And also that um, it allowed me to do what I was wanting to do. So we were, we were a little bit opposite, but we're a little bit alike. And I think that's the key to it is, the first step is finding the person who's going to support you in a way that you don't support yourself. Well, that's really a great point. And I guess it really does come down to, had you worked with her before when you were making this selection? You're not. Okay. No, I think, you know, for me, I've never advertised for hiring. What I've always done is used the, the sphere around me to be able to find great people. And I think that the key to success in growing a team, if that's what you choose to do, is always making sure you have people on the bench right? Always having people out there that either know of you or that you've had discussions about, hey, what would this look like for you if you ever make a change in life, that sort of thing. Because if you're not filling the bench, then every time someone decides to leave you, because you got to be honest with yourself, right? If you're going to have staff, you got to know that, hey, they're going to come and they're going to go and you have to be accepting of that. Whereas if you're not accepting of that, when they do go, it's a tragedy for you. Right. Right. And I believe that you have to be constantly talking to people and looking for people with great talent. I think that's important to anybody's success. Remember, when you talk about business, it can be real estate, it can be lending, it can be Frisbees or socks. It's a widget. The business is the part of it that you're trying to grow because that's what's going to drive the success. Well, that's really a great point. Talk about this issue. And again, you did 200 million, roughly 200 million, and it was self-sourced business. And so referral source based. Talk about your strategy. How do you handle the real estate agent world, which is obviously interesting world to itself? I'm not going to speak for the agents, but I know so many of them that I have such incredible relationships and friendships with is that I think it starts with really understanding the idea of partnership versus participation. You know, and I think so many in in our industry at times of lending, and and I I, I can't speak for the agent, but I'm sure they would agree with me in that side too, is, yeah, I I participate with somebody on a day-in and day-out basis. But if when you get into a partnership, I think what I believe is that a partnership forges an alliance of essential to the growth of a business and also to the betterment of the experience for the client. So, I think if if you're growing a strategic partnership, whether it's with an agent or a business owner, 
what you're doing is I think it's a pivotal factor for success for both that business owner, that agent or business partner, and the lender to create the highest level of excellence, right? There's no perfection in what we do, but we can all strive for excellence each and every day. And I think that's what we're trying to do is both as our company at Compass Mortgage and myself is let's just find excellence in every day. It doesn't mean it's not going to be have those days that are going to have a little bit of fire in the kitchen, but it means that we're always doing the best we can. And I think the partnerships with agents is it's not hard because they're looking for the same exact thing that I am. They're looking for somebody that's going to support them that I can draw in excellence from them and they can draw excellence from me. And I think that the important part from the lending world is I think that it's a partnership and it's a two-way street. And you better give all the excellence you can to them because if you're asking for excellence back, you they got to see it, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that any partnership wants that. And I think that having spent so many years in the world of real estate and, and coming to understand and asking the question is what value am I bringing to them? And what value can they bring to me to where we can create a partnership, which, which is more than just participating with one another. It's getting to know one another, having dinners together, getting to know each other, getting to know their families, that sort of thing. That's super important to me. Right. So talk about, and I know when we were speaking before, you talked about your sales pitch that you make to the realtors. Talk about what that is. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a sales pitch because, you know, I, I believe in this. I believe that depositing in others creates greater wealth. And what I mean by that is, is that I believe that I have to deposit in, let's say it's you, for example, three or four times before I've earned the right to even ask you for anything. And so my thing is, how much can I deposit in others on a day-to-day -day basis? Because that's what fills my bucket. Mm -hmm. It doesn't fill my bucket to go ask you or someone else, hey, how do we do business together? Let me talk about how I can deposit in you and what I can do to help you. And because of that, if we can find alignment, which is very, very important, and also if we can use standards, the standards are critical to that relationship, maybe we can create something extraordinarily special in a partnership. Right. That's certainly the key. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that you have to give before you get. And so many originators don't really realize that. So talk about that. You've done this. You've been in originations for over 20 years. You've been in good markets and bad markets. How have you been able to prosper? Well, I think that for me, I think for the way that, that a business is built is it's not only depositing, but Really, if you look at it from a perspective, whether it's the lending side or the agent side of things, the real estate agent is we're relationship builders, right? I solve problems and I build relationships all day long. You know, we are very, it's very, very, very important to us of how we follow up with people. And we developed a program called Life of a Lead. And through that Life of the Lead, we are connecting with our clients over 70,000 times a year, either through socially or phone calls or events or whatever it may be, because Ultimately, the relationship of giving back to them with quality information, let's say what's going on in our market today, right? I think that it's important that they know because they're getting influenced by socially through print ad, through news so much, they don't know what's right. They don't know mm -hmm. what's going on. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be the lender of choice or the real estate agent of choice, if you know your numbers and know what's going on and you are actually connecting with those clients and connecting with your partnerships, you're growing something extraordinarily special because now you're creating a bond of really trust of knowing that, hey, this person is deeply engaged in knowing what's going on. And, and personal growth is, is, as I said earlier, is a huge part to me. You know, the reason I read so many books and, and so many do so many business classes is because I want to know what it's like and what it feels like to be able to use words to talk to my partnerships and talk to clients in a way where they're going to feel extraordinarily special. They're going to feel like, 
Uh, you know, the, the greatest question I can tell somebody is, here's what I'm going to tell you today. I'm going to tell you how I'm going to make you feel. I'm going to tell you what this experience is going to look like to you. And I'm going to always tell you, here's what's next. People love that because they don't, the numbers sometimes, at least in my world, sometimes influences them in a way where they don't like to talk numbers. Not everybody's that way. But sure. if I can tell people how the experience is going to be, because the experience is everything to the relationship, regardless if it's a partner or a client or a soon-to-be client, the relationship and the experience are the key holders to the growth of a business. That's why my focus is not on the goal. My focus is on the activities of how I get better every day. Well, that's really certainly a good point. Talk specifically, Todd, about the last few years, how you've made, what type of changes have you made from a technology standpoint? You talked a little bit about how many touches that you have with your your customer base. Talk about where technology has played to that. Well, I think twofold. I think technology is incredibly important. I think also the idea of building systems. And I think that the the number one failure of any business is not surrounding yourself with not only talent, but also having systems that allow you to do things to find boredom. And what I mean by that is this, is if your systems are so good in what you're doing in your business model that it feels so repetitious to you, you're probably learning that you're successful because you're doing the same thing over and over again. If I If we're going to call 100 to 125 clients a day and we do it every single day, Somebody can say it's boring, but it is boring because you're doing it so well, you don't even think anymore. That's called you're really competent and you don't have to think about it. It's like one of the four competency levels, right? And so I think for any of us, technology gives us the, the ability to not fail. And what I mean by that is if I say that I'm going to call you four times a year, then I just need to make sure you're in my, my database with my technology and set a time to talk to you each quarter. And as long as I don't fail you and I do follow through with it, then I'm going to create a successful relationship with you. For us and the clients or us and, the, and our agent partners, it's essential to us being communicative and being purposeful and consistent with the follow-up. And I think those two words are very important to any business, especially ours and our company, Compass, because purposeful and intentionality allows us to find success when, regardless of the market. Because somebody asked me the other day, is how, do you, how are you doing in this market? And I said, I don't think about the market. I think about the activities. I think about the relationships. I don't let the market dictate to me what I'm going to do. I just keep doing the same thing regardless of the market is great or if the market is down, if we're in a recession, we're not in a recession. It should matter. It should not matter at all. It's the same systems, the same activities every single day. Similar to a golf swing, right? So, well... That's a little bit harder for me nowadays, but yes, that's a good relation. Yes. <laughs> I know. I'm also a golfer. So anyway, I know exactly what you're talking about. And so it relates to that for sure. But you are doing, your numbers are really impressive from the standpoint that you send over 3,000 note cards a year. You, ha- you send almost 1,500 postcards. Talk about, is that is that manually done? Is that done through a computer system? How, how have you really approached that? No, we just, when, we, when I say I do, we designed the life of a lead, my, my partner Catherine and I, what we did was really build a system that was going to be unique because it was going to allow us to follow up with not only people who what we consider have not met or prospects, but also clients, also people that are credit challenged, also that are people that are individual pre-approved, and some people that are just aren't ready yet. But every one of those relationships mattered and should be touched in the same way. So for us, if we're writing, you know, if we're on track to do 5,000 note cards this year, everyone is handwritten. 
We handwrite every single one of them. Every relationship, the minute that we have contact with them, we write them a note of thank you, depositing in them, right? And I think it's the same for everybody, meaning that if you are truly built on an activity of participating in a relationship, then you have to be so driven towards that's what I'm going to do every day. That's the boredom that we all talk about is I just feel like I do the same thing. It's like Groundhog Day over and over. Well, it's not really. You're just, you're finding great success in something that you have deemed to be so easy that could be very difficult for others to do. Good point for sure. So talk about this issue of new realtors, experienced realtors. What is your approach? Obviously, top realtors already probably have a lender. And so talk about how you look at all of those relationships. Well, I think the relationships come back again to really having the conversation about building alliance with one another. I I believe in the words of alignment. We have written standards for our team that we will give to our partner, agent partners or business partners, because I want to see them. I want them to know that we stand for something more than, hey, I just want to do a loan, right? Mm -hmm. The loan is a circumstance that comes from the depositing and others in time. Right. And I think that by sharing standards and sharing values and sharing alignment with one another, that's the conversation because that's where businesses are start start and that's where businesses are lost. Right. If I say that every call I'm going to call within the hour, then they have something to hold me accountable to. And I think the hardest part of actually writing a standard, living by values or finding purpose and consistency is if you don't follow through and don't like the accountability, most likely you're not going to be successful because accountability is everything. And what technology does is make us accountable to a machine. What people do is make us accountability to our our standards that we put out there. So the question is, why doesn't everybody have standards? Well, if you're willing to put them out there for everybody to see, now you have accountability because the minute you don't do it, someone's going to call you out on it. So it doesn't really matter to you whether it's a new realtor or one that's a top realtor. No, to me, I think a top realtor is anybody who's putting effort into wanting to build a real estate career. Mm-hmm. And whether they're brand new to the industry or a team that does one of the top 100 teams in the world, they're all going through the same thing at different levels, right? So we all can learn through those experiences and those relationships. But somebody new and somebody old and somebody in the middle all want the same thing. We all want to know that we have those opportunities to grow together. We all want to know that somebody does have standards because how, how do they know that I'm in alignment with them if I don't present that, right? So the alignment is, is so critical to any relationship, even our friendships, even our marriages. The alignment of thoughts and thinking is important. And if you can demonstrate that to people, if you can demonstrate why the standards and the values are important to you and really ask the question back is, well, tell me about your standards and values. That's the only way you're going to really find whether they're new or old or they do huge production or very little production. We all have something to share with one another, a value for when it comes to business that we can help each other grow. And I think that's what it comes down to is, again, how can I deposit in you? How can I help you grow before we ever talk about me? So talk about this issue of co-marketing and being active in your community. What does that look like for you and how does that actually work? Well, I think community, number one, is is a critical part of our company, Encompass, and it's a critical part of our business, is communities getting out there and meeting people, right? And not with the intention, hey, I'm going to go meet people so I can grow my business, because there's lots of people I've met over my career that I don't do business with, but we certainly are in alignment. We certainly are compassionate from one another from a, a relationship standpoint. 
you know, it's, I think sometimes we set expectations and we don't find the expectation, we get frustrated or we say, listen, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. Because that's what causes everybody to go, well, this isn't working now in this market. I'm going to change and do this now. And I'm going to change and do that rather than just tweaking things a little bit and continuing down the same path with your activities. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you start talking about community, I mean, I think when you're co-marketing or building community with, with other partnerships, I think what you're trying to do is going, hey, this is a part of doing something compliant with a partner that happens to be in the real estate industry or the local pizza guy or the local person who is finding success at the farmer's market or whatever it is, how can we do something to help one another grow rather than just being selfish and saying, how can I grow? Really good point. So from a social media standpoint, you mentioned how you you manually write out note cards and so forth, but how has social media, I think you told me you had, you're active on Instagram and some other ones. Talk about that. Well, I think social media is something that we think we can improve upon, honestly. I think that we have 9,000 followers or whatever it is, I think uh, Catherine had said to me. But the reality is, is that in ways you use it is important, number one. And number two is, you know, I think that when you're doing it, I learned a long time ago from a gentleman by the name of Tommy Choi. And he'd said, you know, he always has something to post about family. He always has something to post about personal growth. He always has something to post about business. And he is such an incredibly successful, him and Josh Weinberg, their team in, in Chicago, that you learn from people like that. So the purpose of going to visit people and having conversations going, hey, I have a business. I know you have a business. All I'm trying to do is learn something from you so I can personally grow myself. And I think the biggest problem is everybody thinks they have something unique. Well, everybody's mm-hmm. done it at this point in time. So the reality is I'm looking for opportunities to rip off and duplicate things that people are already using <laughs> that are successful. I don't need to go figure it out. I'm just going to go say, hey, you're doing a really great job with this. How can you help me do that? Right. And I think that's what's important to understand is, is that everybody has something to offer. You just have to ask the question. How are you doing that? Or where are you finding success with this? Why are you growing so much? What's your production and why do you want to be there versus being here? It's it's such a fun thing to do. It make it turns it from a job into something that you can just truly enjoy every day. The reason I get up at four o'clock in the morning to come to work every day is because I can't wait to start it. It's fun for me. Sure. And you're still outreaching in that way to learn something new. Right. Listen, I think the minute we stop learning to find competence at the highest level to where you don't have to think anymore is Mm -hmm. probably the the, the step at where you're coming to an end. (laughs) Right. And so the greatest thing about personal growth and learning from others is no one can take it from you. No one's going to outgrow you. You're going to outgrow yourself. You just got to keep feeding yourself every single day. And I think that's what's important for a successful business. And so talk about the product side of mortgage world. So obviously some originators are very focused on the product side of it. And obviously products come and go. Talk about how your, your thoughts are towards that. Well, I think products are great. I mean, if, I mean whether you're new to the, to the world of lending or you've been around a long time, there's always something new. And, and sometimes what you're going to come soon to find out if you've been in it long enough is it's really not new. It's just been repackaged, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the honest honest comment sure. is it's been repackaged, right? So for me, it's yes, obviously I got to know everything that's going on in my world as far as that. But I think sometimes what people will do, and I think that if in an honest moment they tell you is whether it's products or learning how to do contracts or learning how to create relationships in the real estate world is, is that 
I think you just got to make sure that going down that road is that you don't get paralysis from overanalysis, right? People fall into that trap of, oh my gosh, I can't do this until I learn it first. I can't do that until I learn it first. No, you can't. Go out and start building relationships, start having fun with that. That'll create fun in your job and you want to keep doing it. And you learn as you go because every day I'm learning something new. I'm like, how did I not know that after all this time, right? Things change. Sure. But it change the way you do your activities. The activities are the critical part of your business and learning the products are a part of the business that you're in. And I think for me is that sometimes I'm like, wow, that's new. Oh, wow. That's something like I found in 2007. It's very <laughs> similar to it. They just repackaged it to a different name. Right. And I think that it's very hard to be unique from the uh, world of lending when at times it's so doggone regulated that, that it's not like somebody's going to have something extraordinarily special that you don't have, right? Right. Good point. And certainly, I think, a really an important point because that's why it's a relationship business for that same reason. So really good point, Todd. Talk a couple things more about your team. I know you have, I believe, seven people on your team yeah. and you have it very structured. So talk about how what that looks like for you. When Catherine and I decided a long time ago, again, my director of operations and also talking to my mentors here at our company is that I think it's important when you want to build something and expand it, what you're doing is building and expanding to create a greater experience and a greater service for the client. I think that's key and essential. If you're going to grow, make sure it's going to be better for the clients and better for your partnerships. I think that's number one. Number two, the structure is made because there are certain things that are non-negotiable, right? Is that I have two loan officers on my team that are exceptional at what they do. Catherine, my director of operations, runs our com complete client division of our company. So she manages all those clients. She makes all the phone calls, connects with them on a day-to-day -day basis. We have a production manager that just manages everything through the pipeline. So we're hitting every closing. We're hitting all of the, the contingency dates that we do, all the contractual dates that need to be met and making sure that she's communicating with the attorneys just to make sure that we're doing that. And then obviously I have an event coordinator and a personal assistant because the event coordinator is, is key along with the personal assistant because they help me every day with supporting business relationships we have in the real estate world. And I think that those were strategic. Also the hires were strategic because they are all working in the gift that they truly enjoy. They love what they do. So living, loving what you do, Catherine's been with me 12 years and she's one of the most amazing people seriously mm -hmm. amazing person, but she gets to do what she loves every day. It doesn't mean she doesn't have a bad day. It just means that, hey, I get to do the one, two or three things that 20% of what I do generates 80% of the revenue for the team. Mm -hmm. And every single person on the team has their own little pod of 20%. So we create the team around what their gifts are rather than trying to get them into something that they don't enjoy. And when you find joy in your job, you find joy and success. That's certainly for sure. A couple of things that I want to ask um, as we are getting down to the last few minutes is talk about for a new originator coming into our business today, what would be some of the things that you think that they should really be focusing on? Because it's not an easy business for sure. Well, I tell any new person in the business that number one is go get the book called Atomic Habits. Mm -hmm. Build your habits and make sure that you're sticking to your sticking to your daily activities because the activities is what's going to create the success, okay? And I think that if they can create an activity of time blocking their day to be able to say, hey, this two hours, I'm going to go out and, and have conversations. This two hours or this 90 minutes, I'm going to do this. Or this half an hour, I'm going to return phone calls. Whatever it is, the structure of the activities and the time blocking will help you find success in your day as someone new to the business. And I, 
and as a as it talks about, and I'm a huge fan of this book, is if I'm getting one percent better every day, that means I'm really accomplishing something. And I want to be able to walk out that door and I want somebody new to the business, whether it is real estate or lending, to be able to say, I did everything I could today and I'm happy about that. I'm going to walk out and I'm going to enjoy my evening with my with my friends, my family, my spouse, whoever it may be. Yeah, that's really a good point for sure. And I think that's why when you see people in our industry that truly do love it, they're in it for a very long time. I, I find it very interesting. Some of the people that I've known for years, and so because they love this business, it's really a great business and a great industry. And I guess the last point, Todd, that I would want to ask you, how do you stay current? Because you obviously have, you do a lot of reading, it sounds like. Talk about uh, how you stay current in our ever-changing world. Well, I, you know, again, it starts with being current means that I'm actually um, committing time to doing something to personally grow. And if you talk to anybody who knows me, you talk to any lender or business partner or any business that knows me, they're going to say, Todd is very rigid in his schedule. I just wake up every day. I follow my schedule. And then my schedule, I have my quiet time. I have my time to, to reflect. I have my gratitude time where I send gratitudes out to people just being grateful for their in my life. I have the time where I'm going to actually do something about going out to build relationships or help somebody grow a business. It's all in the calendar. I don't fail the calendar. The only way I fail my business or fail myself is by not putting it in the calendar and just following it every day. So I think that that is critically important for all of us to find success is that if you can come in and find boredom in your day just by going, oh, here are the nine things I got to do today. Great. I'm just going to bang them out. I'm going to go where I need to go. And, and at the end of the day, I'm going to work on getting ready for tomorrow. And I think that's the last thing I would say is that if you're going to be successful at anything, you have to already know today what you're going to do tomorrow. Never walk in tomorrow thinking, what am I going to do today? That should be already structured. So when you walk in, you know what you're doing, you know what you're going to go do for and and help build people, uh, build partnerships and relationships. I mean, it's my day's pretty easy. It's all about relationships. Everything in the time counter is either about me growing or growing a relationship with someone. That's really a good point. Any last thoughts that you would like to share with the audience today? I would just say, listen, I mean, you know, I think that the, the most asked question I get right now is, are, are things hard? And I would say that, well, whether they're hard or not, that doesn't change who I am, what I do, or nor should it change what you are and who you are and what you do. But what these times do give us the opportunity to do is don't feel like you have to work 24 hours a day because things have slowed down a little bit. Make sure you're always finding time for yourself. Right. I think that's a critical important point of our business is, is that if you've done your calls, you've built your relationships and hey, listen, it's two o'clock. Should I work another five hours? No, go enjoy your life. Spend time with things that you love to do because that's going to give you the energy to come back and do it all over again tomorrow. Well, there that's words of wisdom for sure. Todd, I want to thank you for sharing all of your important insights and critical insights. They've been fabulous for sure. And I want to thank all our listeners today for sharing your time with us. Thanks so much. Thank you. So appreciate it. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us. If your sales team needs training in hiring and lead generation, schedule a free consultation by emailing me at psherlock at qfsconsulting.com.